everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 106.7 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Friday edition of The Drive. Hope everybody doing well. Another, It is another uh, hot one, so be careful if you're out and about. Uh, we welcome you in, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk a good bit of baseball today as Auburn on the eve of its um, first game in the College World Series, which is going on as we speak. We'll update you on that update you on the U.S. Open, talk anything you would like sports-wise here on the Friday edition of The Drive. It's Bill, Dan, and Drew, the regular crew, here in the WOW Business Studio. That's right. You can get the speed you need with super-fast business internet when you switch to WOW. Details at switch to uh, WOW at wowforbusiness.com. Hour number one of The Drive brought to you by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And also the sponsor of our hotline, where we welcome your calls, questions, comments, 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840 on the Drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. We uh, we mentioned baseball, College World Series underway. And, is, is it ever? Uh, well, you know, all of a sudden, offense has come alive in college baseball through the postseason. Did you see the numbers? There have been more home runs hit in the postseason this year than ever, ever, including, you know, the gorilla ball and the you know the, those days uh of you know from from 10 to 15 years ago all of a sudden the NCAA says oh there's nothing different with the ball i have a i have a suggestion bill you ready and this okay. is this is i mean because it's a relatively small sample size right we're just talking regionals and super regionals right or, or maybe maybe conference tournaments too yeah regionals and super regionals all all i'm talking about how about, about this record heat Across the nation. Uh, that, that very well could play Re- into it. Record heat wave going on in a lot of the places where they played these regionals and super regionals. Not, maybe not necessarily, but even in places where it's not record heat, it's hotter than usual in, in a lot of these spots. I, you know, I'm again, no scientist, and we didn't talk about the weather uh, yet to, uh, to start today's show, uh, but maybe, just maybe, right? In your experience watching and playing a lot of baseball, maybe the fact, maybe it's not unrelated, right? That these, that you've got, uh, the ball. No, I think I think you're absolutely right. This could really play a factor. Uh, I mean, Auburn, you know, and and Auburn played in Corvallis where it was cooler and the runs didn't score nearly as much as as most other places. But in Omaha today, it's the seventh inning 
And 18 runs have scored between Oklahoma and Texas a and What do you think it feels like in Omaha, Nebraska right now, according oh, to... Oh, it, it is. It's, it is. I don't know if it's record hot, but it's, it's as hot or hotter than it's been here. So let's say uh, it is, according to uh, the old trusty iPhone, uh, in the as-yet-unsponsored uh, weather segment, we're going to take a look at... Uh, we're going to take a look at Omaha. 95 degrees right now is what it feels like in Omaha, Nebraska. 40% humidity on... Uh, on oh, so uh, it's on, cooler than it is here. Not 95 degrees. Uh, going to stay in the 90s until around uh, sunset at 9 p.m. Uh, tonight. I, I drove through the... Um, Drove through the Midwest a couple of summers ago, uh, this time of year, and we stayed the night in Wichita, Kansas, and I was struck by uh, lightning. No, no, no it, how how late the another sun, car? How late the oh. sun? Oh, it, I mean, it was it was nine fifteen, nine sixteen, I think, when the sun went down. I mean, it's it's very very late sunsets when you get really right. on the, the edge, the edge of the, the central, the edge of the the, the the west, the western part of the central, time the western zone. edge of the central time right. zone, which is gotcha. where they're playing this. And there's a nine, there's an eight fifty nine sunset listed tonight in, uh, in in Omaha, Nebraska, and it's going to stay hot uh, well up and uh, well up until then. And it's around ninety five degrees right now. And Oklahoma, speaking of hot, uh, jumping out to uh, to twelve, what was it eight uh, zero? Yeah, but it's now. I mean, A uh, and M just scored, and they've got runners at the corners with one out. Don't count A and M out. Seven. That's that's right. A and and M's bats can wake up and uh, and 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 put a. Uh, we I think folks expected it to uh, certainly not be a shutout, even is as that, Oklahoma jumped out. Is that, why you, is that to, why you texted me when when it was eight nothing? I, I mentioned okay. yeah that we, that we were I, discussing. I saw a text from you saying maybe this is why A and M had the longest odds. Well, that's right because we mentioned yesterday yeah. how surprised we were right. that that Texas A and M of the of the eight teams. On the uh, of the eight teams that made the draw, the consensus from several different sports books was that Texas A and M, despite being one of the two super regional hosts, one of the, the you know the second highest seeded team left in the field, they were uh, the team with the longest odds of the eight, according to different sports books, to win this thing. And then Oklahoma jumped out to an eight nothing lead to start the game. Although, as you pointed out, Bill, that game is not over, and Texas A and M could still make it a a, a game with a with a lead change maybe on the line, uh, they'd need to convert some runs here in the uh, in the last two innings. We're we're hoping that uh, that we have an interview with with Sonny Deshera that we'll be able to uh, play for you at some point. We got it. Okay, good, good. I think we'll go ahead and get to that uh, at around four thirty. And because we may do it, I mean, we may do it twice. Are we, are we looking to Drew to see if we have word Drew on Drew says we do. Okay, Drew, Drew says just we have gave an me a thumbs okay. up. All right, good. Because, yeah, when we came in, we weren't sure exactly where it know. was in the system. But we have it. All right, so we're going uh, to run uh, Riley Hubbard's interview with uh, Sonny Deshera at around 4.30. Um, let's see. Again, we'll update you on the U.S. Open. I did want to mention something else, baseball. It's pretty big news. The Braves' winning streak is over. Snapped by Keegan Thompson. How about that? Former Auburn, former Auburn ace, uh, who has really pitched well. Now he's he had a couple of bumps in the road, but he has had a a really breakthrough season. The Cubs have struggled all year long. This is the one Cubs. of the bright spots for the Chicago Cubs, though, without question. Is uh, young Keegan uh, Keegan Thompson, and, and well, I mean, this is the uh, and another run for Texas A and M as the uh, as as the the runners move over, and now you've got a twelve eight game in uh, in Omaha's first of the College World Series. Uh, back to the Cubs, uh, it's uh, it's baseball, right? That you have a yeah, team. The, the Cubs had lost ten straight. The, the Braves had, had won fourteen straight. That's right. And I I wonder 
how often that happens in baseball history. A team with a double-digit losing streak beating a team with a double-digit winning streak. To, well, the odds are to I end mean, both streaks. You know, you're not going to lose them all. You're not going to win them all. Right, but you you would think so, you would think the the uh, the convergence of those two things, the ending of a of a that's of a, that's, ex- that's almost that's almost. Obviously, when it's going to happen. Sure, of course. I mean, but, you know, but but doesn't it? It seems like it but, would be but, unlikely, but you probably look it up and it, it happens more than yeah. You, you I, think. I, I would think it does. But Did, Keegan Thompson six in six shutout innings with nine strikeouts, two hit ball for Keegan. Thompson. Did the Braves get to the franchise? Were they one shy of the franchise record? Was yes, that they what, were. Okay, they needed to win today to tie right. the uh, the sixteen game uh, franchise record for uh, for wins, but they uh, still a fifteen game win streak and uh, the. NL East suddenly a lot more interesting after Atlanta won all those games. Ah, that that's exactly right. So uh, so we're just underway here on the Friday edition of the drive. Uh, Bill, Dan, and Drew. Let's see if we Bill, can. There uh, are there are two innings left in Omaha, and this is the highest scoring College World Series game in eleven years. That's what I said. All of a sudden, the bats have really come alive. The first game I mean, since the there, there have been questions, serious questions. People wondering: Is the ball is the ball juiced? Are the are the bats? Now, I did. Uh, that was interesting. I heard um, heard some comments this morning. I think it was Todd Walker uh, was talking that team. Now there there is so much technology available now in baseball that now with the um, the aluminum bats, they they know when they are really g- producing the most, that where there where there is the the greatest impact on the ball. The ball reacts better, and what teams are doing and what players are doing is when they have a bat that they feel is at its ultimate. They don't use it anymore in batting practice. They just save it. It's like mm. they'll they'll use a bat, swing it. It's crazy. I'd never, I, you know, didn't used to be this way with wood. You know, the wood didn't all of a sudden. Well, you'd build it up, and it would be a whole lot better. It might get, but that that wouldn't necessarily explain an explosion in the last two weeks, well, right? Because that's been going on somewhat all season. No, well, right? what like, Todd what Todd Walker said is it's something that just really teams started okay. doing in May. Okay. They started that technology started really spreading in May. So I, that's I, something in there. I agree that the warm weather I immediately jump to the heat. Yes. Like I immediately think, you know, you're seeing some of these temperatures and some of these places that are that are breaking records and it's not it's not in one region. It's not in one No, state. it's it's nationwide. And and so that that immediately makes me think that uh, I mean even you know, having having Omaha temperatures in the in the hundreds, I think, is somewhat unusual for the College World Series. It's a little hotter than uh, than. Oh, than it's it's been hot. It's been hot. I think it's been hot. I believe the they've World had Series. some they've had some temperatures in Omaha. It is Nebraska, uh, after all. It's it's pretty flat and yeah. Where no, where, where, the, where the summers are ridiculously hot and the winters are ridiculously cold. Well, there's nowhere for the weather to hide. I guess. Right? It's very flat and uh, the sun uh, is is coming right. <laughs> Very little cover, uh, so, uh, uh, so yeah. I mean, it's, it's. I think maybe the heat's got something to do with it. Maybe there could be something else at play, which is which you know <laughs> makes an open field even more uh, wide open. As uh, what, what do you think, Bill? Does A and M does A and M finish the job and uh, tie or take the lead in this game with two innings left? I don't know. Down four. Uh, the, I, I wouldn't count them out. I. I don't know. I mean, they've given up twelve, though. You've got to be able know, to hold Oklahoma at some point. Feels feels unlikely, but at the same time, you know they've they've already they've they've done a lot of the work already, cutting it to four. Yeah, that's right. 
So, uh, yeah, so game one, which started at 1 o'clock, still going on. Again, the second game, the uh, the, the Texas... Uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, Texas-Notre Dame. It's not scheduled till 6, so they're still, you know, they still have plenty of time. Um, but, but uh, yes, that's those are the two games today. And, of course, everybody gets a day off the way the College World Series goes. The winners will play. The losers will play. Uh, the losers from today will play the uh, early game on Sunday. The winners would play the second game and, and vice versa. Uh, same thing goes with tomorrow's games. We talked uh, that, you know, Auburn knows that they will play tomorrow and then won't play again until Monday. Uh, play the early game if they lose, the late game if they win. So, uh, so the College World Series underway. We'll keep you updated on that 12-8 game as Oklahoma did get A&M out there. Uh, and now bottom, excuse me, top eight with uh, Oklahoma leading Texas A&M 12-8. I was told that um, Oklahoma A&M and Texas are probably your three most, other than Nebraska, are your three most represented schools in the Omaha market. Like a lot of a lot of alum from those three places end up. Hmm. Uh, and, and because oh, I you think, mean of, of these of these. Of the, of of the, the teams that are well, there. But really, of anybody. When you think about the well, big... Well, I mean, like, unless, like, unless Creighton got there. Sure, or... no, no, but I mean in the Omaha market in general. Like, if you think about, like, what fan bases are the most popular in the Omaha general market. Nebraska, I you would think... I Nebraska, makes, yes. But yes. then after Nebraska, there are a lot of alum of Texas, Oklahoma, and Texas A&M that end yeah, up in I Omaha. Would think so. And those are places where maybe there are a lot of fans in the market that are going to be... Uh, I would think those would be three three fan bases that maybe have, or three programs that have the advantage of being well represented in the market already. I think Texas could have a lot of fans in the uh, in, in the uh, in the house tonight for the uh, for, for the for the Notre Dame game. Although you're talking about Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah, you're you're, ne- you're it's it's There's Notre Dame fans ne- everywhere. Never a time where Notre Dame's not well represented. Yeah. You see like check to see if there are Catholic churches right. in the area, right? And if there are, then there could be some Notre Dame fans in the uh, in in the area as well. So, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be that's going to be a good one tonight, Bill. Texas the favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, according to those you know same sports books we were talking about with A&M earlier, Texas the favorite in this in this field. But how do you bet against Notre Dame? After right. after the way they're after the way they've been playing on the road, yeah, I mean they, they've won big. They won on the road at two at two pretty tough places. Yeah, that the Texas Orange isn't going to be too intimidating after the uh, after after the, the the way they stared down uh, Tennessee right. uh, last weekend in Knoxville. All right, um, so so we'll keep an eye on baseball. Uh, let, let's uh, take a look at the leaderboard of the uh, U.S. Open at the Country Club in Brookline. Uh, Joel Dahman. With a uh, one-stroke lead, he's five under as he plays uh, on uh, the tenth hole. Colin Marikawa and Brian Harmon, one shot back. They're still on the course as well. Uh, let's see. In the clubhouse, you've got uh, Scotty Scheffler uh, and Nick Hardy. As right now, uh, yeah, the the your top your top five or six scorers are all. U.S. golfers. Think about this, Bill. If Colin Morikawa were to win this tournament, it would be his third major championship. He turned 25 earlier this year. It would be his third major championship. He would just need the Masters to complete the career wow. Grand Slam. He won the PGA in that uh, the the, uh, the the 2020 the PGA in 2020. I'll never forget because that was the first major golf tournament during COVID that had the it was the totally empty fields. Like the only people allowed on the golf course were the golfers and the essential broadcast 
uh, and and support personnel. They didn't allow any fans into the venue, and it's so striking to watch a Saturday or Sunday major without without any fans allowed in attendance at all, with the grandstands empty and with the with the course totally silent. And it, it's it's a very different dynamic. And Morikawa, who had never won, he'd been very familiar with the course, you know, growing up on the West Coast, but he'd never won a major before. You know, it was believed that maybe the fact that there were no fans there to heighten the tension and make it, you know, a more dramatic and, and more uh, stressful event, uh, maybe that played into his favor as opposed to some of the golfers that were more veteran and had been, uh, you know, they, they'd been through those sorts of tournaments before, those sorts of competitive Sundays at uh, at, at major championships uh, before. But Morikawa has, has played extremely well since then with the fans back in attendance. And, I mean, yeah, Bill, that, that's that's pretty incredible, right? 25 could, could lock down... Uh, major number three, and uh, yeah, just just needing a Masters. By the way, he was, he was fifth in this year's Masters. Yeah, and uh, if he were to win, if he were to win this tournament, and he's playing, he played extremely well today. If he were to win this tournament, uh, he would just need the uh, he would he would just need the Masters for the career Grand Slam, and he's climbing the list. I mean, it's a short list of active golfers with with three or more Grand Slams or three or more majors to their name right now. And for Colin Morikawa to potentially join that list at, at age twenty five, at age yeah. twenty five, I mean, it could be uh, just the beginning of of something really special. Maybe, uh, maybe the Colin Morikawa era, you know, could could be happening if if, if things were to break right. Three majors, three majors at twenty five. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's, that's the you know he, he's certainly in the conversation uh, for 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 one of the uh, one of the golfers of his generation. Yeah, no question. He's got about to, it. he's got to win it first. Uh, but he's but he's put himself in position yeah, he's, today. Yeah, he's he's definitely in you know in position. All right, we'll get to our first break here on this Friday. Love for you to join in on the Kia of Auburn hotline. Again, we'll uh, run interview with Sonny D at the uh, bottom of the hour. Uh, but we'd love to hear from you here on the Friday Drive. Live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the Friday Drive. Bill and Dan drew at the controls, and as we said, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll go ahead. I think we've got time right now. Let's run the uh, the Sonny DeShera interview. Of course, Tiger Takes, brought to you by Harvard University Credit Union. Riley Hubbard sat down with Sonny DeShera, the slugging first baseman. Welcome back in with Friday edition of The Drive, a very special Friday edition of Tiger Takes presented by Auburn University Credit Union. Normally, this is a Wednesday thing, but decided we move it to Friday with the game being tomorrow with Auburn first baseman Sonny Deshera. Sonny, how are you doing now that you're in the, the baseball capital of the world? I'm good, man. This place is crazy. It's everything <laughs> you dream of. Absolutely. Before we get to, to your experience in Omaha, we definitely will want to get to that. Earlier today, it was announced that you were um, named first team on Perfect Game and ABCA it's a All-American list. Uh, just talk about that honor and what that means to you. Uh, I mean, it's it's cool. Um, it's not something I'm really focused on this week. You know, this week we're in sure. Omaha, and so I mean, it's cool accolades and all that. But we got to win some games this week. It's a good answer. You have other things on your mind. 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, we're, we're just we're focused up here. Well, I will take you back to, to last weekend. Obviously, you had two pivotal home runs uh, in the series against uh, Oregon State, which ultimately punched Auburn's ticket to um, the College World Series. So just talk about um, your your play last weekend. Yeah, I mean, Oregon State was a good team. Uh, it wasn't it was not an easy three games by any means. Uh, we just, you know, we had some good at-bats here and there, and we we had more timely hitting than they did, and so that just kind of put us on the edge. Gotcha. I mean, did you notice a difference playing Oregon State just because they were more of a West Coast team as opposed to the SEC teams that you were used to playing? Uh, really, the, the weather was the only thing that was different up there. Mm-hmm. And their fans, I mean, their fans were really, they got after us. It was awesome. Yeah, that was kind of my next question was just talk about your experience in Corvallis and kind of your experience at that stadium. Obviously, that program uh, prides itself on baseball. They have a lot of support. Uh, just talk about the atmosphere. Yeah, man, the atmosphere was like an SEC on a Friday night, and uh, it was I mean, it was electric. It was everything, you know, you could ask for playing a Super Regional. Yeah. Well, the atmosphere did die down uh, at the end of that third game, uh, especially when, when Blake Burkhalter took the mound. I think probably took the mound a little bit earlier than expected. Came in and got the final uh, eight outs, um, if I'm not mistaken, of that game. He really came in, came in clutch to close it and then spiked the glove. Talk about, talk about his play, not only last weekend, but really all season for you guys. I yeah, mean, Blake has been that guy coming the end of the game, and he's been our closer. He's been... Uh, He's doing everything you could ask for in a closer. And so, you know, whenever we see him getting hot in the pen and coming out, it's just kind of we just have so much confidence in him and he's got confidence in himself. Yeah, you kind of have confidence that he's able to to kind of calm the nerves and um, and finish the game up for you guys. Is he pretty calm on the mound? Yeah, he's, he's calm, cool, and collective. <laughs> well, closing out that 4-3 to three win, uh, was, it was no easy chore at that, but he, he, he definitely did that. After that, you guys got to celebrate for a while on the field, a lot of photos, videos of you guys dogpiling and celebrating. Talk about just the, the experience and, and being able to do that with your teammates and what that meant. Yeah, I think with that, I've been a part of, uh, I think that was my fourth dogpiling, so that was yeah. in college. So, I mean, that's, that was a special one, man. Just a special one to get because we knew what was going on in the game and kind of let all our, all of our emotions go out. And as soon as we got that final out, it just it was awesome. How early in the game were you thinking about it? Uh, when the last out was made, <laughs> we weren't thinking about it before before at all. No no preparations. No no preparations for that. So that's that's all emotion. And you, you guys got to hold up the the giant ticket that was punched and everything. I mean, just just a really cool experience for yeah. not only you, you and the other players, but really everybody on the team and the coaching staff as well. Yeah, absolutely, man. A question that I've gotten a lot uh, after that happened was that um, Coach Thompson was wearing a, a uniform that said Bears on the front. Will you please explain to our listeners what that is and, and, and why he was wearing that? With the bad news, Bears, that's, that's the only thing I can say about it. Everything else is a secret. Yeah, it's everything else is a secret. Okay, bad news. You guys are bad news coming to town. Exactly. That's exactly right. Well, that bad news did arrive in Omaha, Nebraska. That's where we are um, right now. And as I mentioned at the Open, uh, Auburn will take on Ole Miss um, tomorrow night at 6 p.m. So just talk about the, the experience in Omaha. I mean, like I said, you, you're in the college baseball capital of the world. Every college baseball player dreams of the opportunity to come and play here. Just talk about the experience so far and what you guys have done. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, this is just, I mean, day one when you show up here, you just kind of look around and it's a different different breed. And uh, we just, you know, last night we had little ceremonies and the parades and that practice on the field, and it's definitely living up to its expectations. So when you walked out on the field for for BP, I mean, did it, did it meet all of your expectations? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a beautiful place. Absolutely. Um, 
So you guys have kind of gotten to enjoy some some team activities, but everything will ramp up tomorrow uh, taking on Ole Miss. You guys played Ole Miss earlier in the season. So um, just talk about your, your thoughts on, the, on their ball club. Obviously, their winners are five straight, um, and they have gotten hot just like you guys have. So it sh- should be a good matchup and an SEC matchup. So talk about, you know, preparing for them. Do you prepare for them any differently because you played them before? Uh, I don't think I think you just kind of have a, a little edge on each other just mm-hmm. from playing each other before. But I don't think you prepare differently. Uh, when we played them first week in SEC, and that was when people were still trying to figure out who they were. Sure. And so I mean, it's just going to be a good game tomorrow night. Yeah, and I think I think as you mentioned, Auburn was a little bit of a different team, and Ole Miss certainly was a different team um, with a, almost a totally different rotation as well. So I guess that plays a factor. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're a completely different team. Um, Speaking of the SEC, something that's really cool is the fact that out of the eight teams in Omaha, four of those teams are not only from the SEC, but they're actually from the SEC West. So what does that say about just the prestige of the conference uh, and just how difficult it is playing week in and week out of the SEC? Man, it just shows you that, you know, this SEC is a gauntlet, especially the West. And, uh, I mean, it's no easy task winning and getting to this point in the season. and. To have four teams do that from the same side of the conference is just it tells you how how deep and how talented they are. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, um, this is the, the final edition of Tiger Takes, obviously, because we've reached the end of the line um, with with the championship coming. Uh, I believe, I guess, that championship series will begin early next week. Um, should should the Tigers make it? So, uh, I think the last question is after. You're really not focused on things that are happening after baseball, but have you have you thought about um, any of your plans after this season, or is it just kind of a wait and see? Just wait and see. And we uh, focus on this week at first. So after this week, you know, after the, hopefully we win the national championship, we can see what's going to go on. True. Sure. I mean, has it has it hit you that the Auburn Tigers are competing for a national championship? No, not yet. I think it'll hit me when we. Uh, get that first pitch rolling tomorrow night. Well, Sonny, I mean, congratulations. The sixth time in uh, in school history that the Tigers have made it to the, the to Omaha. Uh, it's it's a heck of an achievement. And for Drew Forehand, Bill Cameron, Dan Peck, and everybody back in the studio, I just want to say thank you for, for taking time week in and week out uh, with us and just kind of give us an insight into your game and what's going on with, with the Tigers. Yeah, no doubt, man. Thank you all for having me on this year. Absolutely. Well, War Eagle and good luck. Go take home a, uh, bring home a national championship for us, Sonny. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. That is Auburn first baseman Sonny Deshera. As we mentioned, the first game between the Auburn Tigers and the Ole Miss Rebels will be Saturday night. First pitch at 6 p.m. Central Time. Auburn is on the right side of the bracket with Arkansas and Stanford. So, Depending on how things play out, uh, one of those four teams will go on to the national championship uh, with whoever's on the left side of the bracket, which is Texas A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, etc. So for Sonny Deshera, I'm Riley Hubbard. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's edition of Tiger Takes, a very special edition, Omaha edition of Tiger Takes. We will be back in studio with Bill and Dan when we come back. You're listening to The Drive on Auburn Up Like a Sports Leader. ESPN 1067.
Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday afternoon. Bill and Dan, Drew at the controls, and we'd love for you to join in on the Kia of Auburn hotline, 334-321-1390. Big thanks to Riley Hubbard for getting the interview done with Sonny DeShera. Big thanks to Sonny DeShera, Auburn's power-hitting first baseman, for joining us all oh, yeah. season long on the drive, courtesy of the good people uh, from Auburn University Credit Union. They've sponsored uh, not just during baseball season, right? I mean, they, they, they've been sponsoring... Uh, the uh, the the interviews with John Samuel Schenker, Zepp Jasper. I mean, it's been great to to work with Auburn University Credit Union, myaucu.org, dot uh, org to to learn more. Finance with family, right, Bill? Oh, ab- absolutely. Um, you're, you're familiar with you're familiar with the Auburn University Credit we, Union. We we have yes, our family has uh, financed multiple vehicles. Every one of we have um, three that are financed there right now. Fortunately, I'm only paying for one. That's uh, that's my wife's. My my vehicle is paid for, but uh, both Scott and Matt uh, are are financed through the uh, through the credit union. Myaucu.org is how you learn more. Uh, Auburn University Credit Union sponsoring Tiger Takes, including the interview we just had with Sonny DeShera. Yeah, and, and Sonny again with a chance to move on up to the top of some all time single season records like for Auburn. Curtis Mayfield, right? You can move 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 on up to the. Uh, Oh, I thought you were like to the east side. Just oh, like there's that Jefferson's. too. Of course, Curtis Mayfield had move, move move on up. Right? I think that's it. That, that, yeah, I think so. But the um, I uh, no. I, Curtis Mayfield didn't sing the Jefferson. Theme he did song. not sing the Jefferson theme song. We could check in on that. Uh, the the um, but, uh, uh, speaking of television, briefly, I know we got baseball to talk uh-huh. about and everything. Um, I powered through the first season of Only Murders in the Building, and it's delightful. It, oh, it really, is. it really is. I mean, it's gonna. It's going to sweep. I was telling you, it's going to sweep it, it all these. It comes old. back uh, a week and a half. Last Tuesday in the month, uh, the 28th, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. is, is the first episode on, and they do it weekly. Yeah, week, 11 days. Weekly episode drops. Week drop, and a half. Which is, I think, the right model to release your TV show, right? You know, I, I know some people prefer 12 episodes all at once, but it seems like. No, it, it's. it's it it is smarter. Do you do you forget? Because about, I will watch twelve. But then I mean I will watch them. I, I will watch them all. But it, it's better. Uh, what do I forget some? Not not forget them, but like it does seem like the show drifts out of like oh it, it it's a thing that happened for you know oh we released all of our episodes this weekend and then oh yeah you're right, right. Like you're it, right. It, as opposed to you know if you if you release it every weekly every week you maybe keep people talking and you and you you build interest in your finale yeah now there's some, some, the that, there's some that, that you might see a couple of episodes at a time or something I mean just depending right but I I thought the first season of Only Murders was uh was was really funny stuff so I, so I watched uh I watched. The first episode of the two episode premiere of uh, the Old Man last night. Which one's the Old Man? That's uh, Jeff Bridges. Okay, I, John I, I, Lithgow. Yes, okay. Is, this, is this Showtime? Uh, it's FX. F- FX. Okay. Okay. What would you think? Uh it's. I'm. I'm interested. I'm a Lith. I'm a Lithgow fan. I've, uh, I've, I, I, like, I, I like Bridges. Okay. Too. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how can you? Although not? you're not a Lebowski fan, which is always the craziest thing to me, right? You, you, you're not no, a big, I mean it's fine. Okay. Oh, yeah. not, mean, you don't get the fuss it's, about it. It's no. You, huh? you don't get the fuss. Oh, I sort of do. Okay. I mean, 
It said he doesn't like the Eagles. That's always what's yeah. Bothered. Well, oh, well, that's okay. That's always what's that's okay. That's, that's no. okay. Jeff Bridges is great, though, isn't he? I, mean, I, 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 don't, I don't believe that that's him in real life. Did you see? I mean, I don't believe he doesn't that he doesn't like him. Did, in real did life. you see Hell or High Water? That's the uh, one where he's that's the one where he's the Texas cop uh, hunting, uh, the two, yes. hunting the two bank oh, yeah. robbers. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's he's very. Good. Oh, he's great. He's great. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Period. Yeah. Uh, so but, old man, old man recommended so far. Yeah. So far, so yeah, good. I mean, just I mean, I did not realize it was a two episode premiere that started at, at 9 o'clock last night. So it was like, uh, 10.30, and because the first one ended at 10.30, and it's like, and my wife's like, didn't this come on earlier? This, and it's like, no. There, there, no. Are, there are some things about the old television model that were great, uh, but I tell you what I don't miss is, oh, I got to turn this TV show, I, if I turn this off, there's no other way I'll ever be able to see. Oh no! This, no, as a matter of fact, I can watch it on. I can watch it on. It, it's streaming on Hulu but, t- today. But, but I think for younger folks, like if it oh, used yes. to be. Oh, that was it. Yeah, if you if you you know if you and we didn't have we didn't have DVRs yeah, either. Not, I mean, let's well, yeah. This is the back in my day segment of the show where if you you hoped you had you know eventually a clunky VCR. No, but if you're if you're watching <laughs> if you're watching ER or you're watching Seinfeld in uh, the mid nineties and you, you say miss, oh I mean if if you miss like the last episode of the fugitive too bad i mean it's like somebody would just have to tell you what happened and never, you have to rely on them never, to tell you never showing that one again so yeah the, the, the fact that you can just uh, you can say oh you know i'll revisit that on my own time is maybe uh, some, something pretty good cool. this started as a conversation about sunny to moving up the uh, the leaderboard in, uh, in in different auburn statistical categories and then i i hijacked it but sunny is uh, uh no you're right we talked about it Last week, he's we there at the top of the all-time single-season walk list. He's one homer away from tying the all-time record. There, uh, he's he's very close in slugging percentage and OPS. I believe he was only second to a Frank Thomas season in on-base percentage. I don't know mm-hmm. exactly where uh, the, the two of them are after the weekend he had there, but still, I mean, he's he's finishing. He's got the chance to finish first or second in a couple of really impressive. Uh, single season categories uh, in in Auburn team history, including walks, home runs, and on base percentage. I mean, what a year! Uh, what what a year Sonny Desher is having. Oh, that yeah, no question. And about it was it. it wasn't just Sonny uh, at at the uh, in in the the Super Regional. Although, what two of the three hits on? That's right. Two two of the three hits on Monday and the home run uh, to get things started. He homered in both wins. Right, he homered in the. Uh, uh, in in the Saturday and the the Saturday and the Monday game, he you know, Sunny uh, with with home runs in both wins. But he'll be the first to tell you, as as we've learned interviewing him all season long, uh, that it's not just about him. It's also very much about the way his teammates set him up to succeed, and the way uh, whether it's defensively or with pitching in in places where Sonny can't be. The primary contributor. The team is also more than holding its own in those categories too. I mean, Bill, what can you say about? You were talking about the way the bats are, uh, the, the way the bats are heating up all over the country in the postseason, except when teams are playing Auburn's pitchers, right? I mean, so far Auburn's pitchers have not. So, have, so far, I mean, that, that's the that's the one. I mean, what one thing about for for the for the offensive explosion we've seen out of Auburn and all the different players that deserve credit for that in Auburn's postseason success. There, there are also quite a few pitchers for Auburn having great postseasons too, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, something I just wanted to mention: the next time uh, any of us get a chance to speak with uh, Sonny Deshera, uh, we don't have to just introduce him anymore as the SEC co-player. There, you can say first-team All-American 
Sonny Deshera. All-American. He, he was named first-team All-American today by the American Baseball Coaches Association. Uh, Blake Burkhalter, second-team All-American. Those uh, That makes now 33 players in Auburn history who have been All-Americans. Uh, Sonny had already been named second-team All-American by Collegiate Baseball and now first-team All-American by the American Baseball Coaches Association. Congratulations to Sonny Deshera, our friend, and and Blake Burkhalter as well. You know, a great uh, great season uh, that Blake had. And, and as I was just saying about the pitchers that have contributed to Auburn's postseason run, I mean, the, the way Blake uh, pitched in the... Uh, in in the series clinching game in Corvallis is something that you know is going to be remembered in Auburn lore for a really long time. But no, that's that's a well deserved honor by Sonny Deshera. Absolutely, the All American Sonny Deshera uh, has a has a nice ring to it. Yeah, no kidding. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That is the uh, Kia of Auburn hotline. Well, one less sport for a little while as the NBA wrapped up last night with Golden State. They uh, they they come back from a loss uh, to that they were they were down early on uh, and and what what did they go on a twenty one zero run twenty one zero run that's, to turn it into a yeah. that's what that's when I flipped it over and started watching a little of the old man and I checked the score and it was every once it was it was fairly remarkable that Boston fought back Boston to make it a, a made a, it. Somewhat competitive. Yeah, I mean they were, they got it to within single digits again in right. the fourth quarter. You know, I don't, they were they were never you know in a situation where they were one possession away from taking the lead or anything like that. But no, it's a uh, it's another championship for a, a Warriors team that's uh, uh, that's had a you know it's it's an incredible run. Fourth title for Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, and head coach Steve Kerr. Uh, they won the 2015, 2017, and 2018 uh, championships. Uh, they also uh, made a that was that was part of the team. It feels different, right? Even though you have even though you have the foundation, the same foundation of Curry and Thompson and Iguodala and Draymond Green and Steve Kerr. You know, it's a lot of stability. Mm-hmm. It's not the dynasty that, you know, went to five straight championships. Maybe because Kevin Durant was on uh, several of those teams. Maybe because they had a season where they were one of the worst teams in the NBA between then and now. It's something of a reset. Uh, but it's a it's another championship. And now, I mean, now it's like... Uh, uh, you know, and he seems he seems really young when when you watch him, and and you know he's got a, a sort of a youthful energy about him too. But I mean, you start putting Steph Curry, like you start checking off like where where Steph Curry is versus oh yeah the, the best guards in the history of this league, and how many of them have accomplished what he's done, and where he is in his era and beyond his era. And I mean, it's a I mean, it's a short list of guys. That I mean, Steph Curry called it a career now, right? It'd be a short list of guys, you know, best player on three champions, four championships. Uh, he, he won an MVP, more three pointers than anybody ever. I mean, it's it's uh, it's an all time run, and they just won the championship last night. So it's hard to say they might not add to it with another one because I mean, what, why why wouldn't why would they slow down now? They just they just they just won the championship. Yeah, but he's not. He, he's he's not young. I'm not saying he's got a ton more right. in him, but, but I mean, you sure can't count it out. No, I mean, because it looked like it looked like it was all over the last 
Well, a couple of years ago, when they were awful. They were awful. They they had the the team that had uh, so Clay Thompson got hurt in the NBA Finals against Toronto. Uh, Kevin Durant left the team after that series and joined the Nets. And the team the following year, uh, Steph Curry got hurt early in the season, and they were yeah, I and mean, they spent the year without Curry, without Clay Thompson, and ended up picking. Uh, uh, is that was that Wiseman? Drew they picked with the first they had the first pick. In the uh, in, in the NBA draft in uh, in, in two thousand in twenty nineteen or twenty twenty I forget which one they had would have been maybe the twenty the twenty would have been the twenty twenty draft yeah so they had the the first pick in the twenty twenty draft and uh, since then they've bounced back and that that culminates with this championship and yeah maybe they uh, maybe they open next season as the uh, as the favorite as well but no, it's 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 a uh, it's another really impressive feather in the cap of guys like Curry and Thompson and Draymond Green Iguodala. And Steve Kerr, who you know, I, I find to be a very easy guy to like. I've thought in, in everything he does, you know, when he was a player, when he was a um, when he was a, an executive, when he was a, a coach, you know, the, the first time uh, in, in Phoenix. Like, I mean, he, he was a or he was an executive in, in, in Phoenix as a broadcaster. I've always liked Steve Kerr, so to see him, um, you know, part of this somewhat unprecedented run. Is, uh, is, is, is cool to see because that's a, that's a guy, that's a guy who's, and someone who's been in the public eye for a really mm-hmm. long time, right? I mean, you go back to his time as a, oh, sure. a college basketball player, story of his father. I mean, this is a guy who's, you know, really been through, he's lived, lived a remarkable life and also hit a deciding three point shot in an NBA finals game sure as a Chicago Bulls. Bull. Yep. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, another, uh, an, another accomplishment for a guy who's um, yeah really really doing well as a uh, as, as as a you know in, in this game of basketball and uh, may, maybe uh, maybe beyond the game of basketball whoever you know whatever he wants to do three three four three two one thirteen ninety Bill and Dan uh, we'd love for you to join in here on the Friday drive we'll get to our final break of hour number one come on in and join us. <laughs> Time to churn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final segment of hour number one. And uh there goes AM. Yeah, Oklahoma adding to its lead in the ninth as uh it's now thirteen to eight. And did you say this was the highest scoring it was already college World Series game in the last twenty years? In the seventh when the seventh inning ended, it was twelve to eight. And they put up a graphic on the screen that said this was the first game to go over twenty or to go to twenty or more runs in the College World Series since the two thousand eleven College World Series. It had been over ten years since uh two teams combined for uh for twenty runs or more in a college world series game. That was uh, before Oklahoma just added a run in the ninth inning to make it 13 to eight, and they've got runners at second and third with nobody out, and Texas A&M struggling to keep this to just a five-run game uh, in the top of the ninth inning. As A&M, you know, I mean, it was, it felt like it felt critical for A&M to hold on to the four-run lead, right? You know, to, the, the, you know, yeah, four-run deficit to keep it to keep it at four. Well, you thought with two more shots, but they didn't do anything in the eighth, and then they give up a run, and, and they've got the bases loaded, nobody out. 
Oklahoma looking to go ahead and blow this thing wide open. They just put the runner on. They had, it was it was runners at the uh, it was runners at second, second and third, third and they and they yeah to, toss a uh, toss a guy on first place to try to uh, try try to avoid. Uh, I, I don't know who started, but I mean generally, you know, we we're talking about it with the, with the situation with Auburn with Joseph Gonzalez. Generally, you start your ace in the first game, and. Uh, it's got to be a little concerning for Oklahoma, but a lot concerning for A&M if you throw your best guy out there and, and you know, you've given up 13. It was, uh, Detmer got the start for, uh, for, for A&M, who started, mm-hmm. a, uh, he started an inning and two-thirds, uh, four hits, three walks, and seven earned runs. Uh, of course, some of that happened after he had uh, had left the game, but he's still responsible for it. And then uh, Menifee came in and gave up uh, five runs of his own, four of them earned. So 12 earned runs. Uh, so, well, 11 earned runs from the first four innings of the game for A&M, the first two guys uh, that were on. Since then, they've actually held Oklahoma to just the one run uh, we're seeing now in the, uh, uh, in, in the, in the ninth inning. But uh, uh, no, it was a... It was a really rocky start for Texas A&M, and maybe the lead got too large early uh, that A&M's not going to really have a, a serious chance of, uh, of of coming back. Although, if they can get out of this and, and get a couple of, uh, get, get a couple of runs across in the ninth inning, suddenly they can make it. Uh, can, they can make it interesting. But the bases are loaded uh, with one out in the uh, in the ninth inning in o- in Omaha with Oklahoma leading Texas A&M thirteen to eight again uh, in. Supposed to start, and it should, I mean, unless something crazy happens, in a little over an hour, uh, Texas-Notre Dame, and that will be the uh, uh, the nightcap and the wrap-up for today. Then uh, tomorrow, I mean, obviously Auburn-Ole Miss play the 6 o'clock game, but you've got the uh, Stanford-Arkansas will play the 1 o'clock game tomorrow afternoon. Again, like I said, the uh, the losers from today... We'll play on Sunday in the first game. The winners will play the second game. Uh, as as you uh, um, the, the the College World Series, you know you, you've got a great opportunity if you if you can win the first couple, then you pretty much sit back and watch everybody knock themselves off while you try to advance to the championship series. You know, I've seen some gloating from uh, uh-oh. Oh, that, uh-oh. Uh, that's a great job by a And M getting out a strikeout. And then with the infield in, everybody moving in a liner to second base in an easy double play. If there had been nobody out, that would have been an easy triple play. I mean, because everybody yep. was moving, and that liner was right to the second baseman. So A&M avoids further damage, but they're down five as they head to the bottom of the ninth. I mean, they keep they keep hope alive, but they still have a lot of work to do in the in the bottom of the ninth inning. I saw someone. Um, I've, I've actually heard a couple of people sort of n- noting that it's not just four SEC teams uh, from the SEC West right now. Well, it's of four the from the SEC West and two other Western teams who will be in the SEC. That's right. Although I will say when. Um, when, when Texas or Oklahoma loses a Big 12 football game, we're not always eager to say, hey, that's an SEC right. team right there. But, but now, you know, when they're in the College World Series, we'll, we'll happily claim them. But it is absolutely true that, that those are two programs of the four teams not in the SEC at the moment that made it to the College World Series. Two of them are, are, are on their way to the conference and will be there before, uh, before the end of the decade. And then um... Stanford and Notre Dame probably not joining the SEC anytime soon. 
But no, no. I, although the SEC would go, okay, don't don't twist our arm too much. If, uh, they'd, if listen. They wanted to join. they'd listen. They'd listen. Well, probably Stanford, too. All right, we're halfway done here on the Friday Drive. We'll, uh, we'll take a closer look at the Auburn-Ole Miss matchup. Talk a little bit more about, uh, I mean, a big, big story from the U.S. Open was somebody who won't be playing over the weekend. we got uh, a few more things we'll talk about, but again, we'd love for you to join in as we uh, go into hour number two on the Friday Drive. W294AR Auburn, WGCCHD3 Waverly, Auburn Opelika's sports leader, ESPN 1067, a broadcast service of Auburn Network Incorporated. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome in. Hour number two of The Drive here on this Friday afternoon. Bill and Dan, Drew at the controls here in the WOW Business Studio. That's right. You can get the speed you need with super fast business internet when you switch to WOW. Visit wowforbusiness.com to learn more. Hour number two of The Drive brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. Dot com And we welcome your calls, questions, comments on the Kia of Auburn hotline. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And the number to get you through is 334-321-1390. You can also text the show 334-564-1840 on the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Um, we're watching the College World Series. First game is still going on. A one down, bottom nine, Oklahoma leading Texas A&M 13 to eight. As uh, Dan mentioned in, in hour number one, the highest scoring game in the College World Series in a number of years. And we talked about it a little bit in, in the first hour. There, there has really been, um, an explosion of offense here in the postseason. More home runs hit in the postseason than ever. And that's that's surprising because you know you had you had some ridiculous home run numbers, you know, back in the um first at the end of the first decade of the century. Right, but the I mean the regionals and super regionals have had a uh, I mean maybe it's I mean maybe it's there, there's something you know speaking to uh, you know, l- larger forces at play in baseball as far you know whether whether it's specialization for hitters or uh, you know, maybe there's maybe there's nothing scientific explaining why we've seen you know this, this offensive uh, explosion in uh, regional play and super regional play. I immediately pointed to uh, the Heat. 
you know, I immediately thought maybe it's not a coincidence that you're seeing record-breaking heat at a lot of the places hosting regional play and super regional play. But it looks pretty hot in Auburn. I mean, those, those some of those some of those games, and not not overwhelmingly. No, no, you had you're some, right. It was. I mean, it wasn't what we've had the last few days, but we, it's been very similar to what's going on right now in Omaha. Because there mid-90s. was there was a threat of rain in right. you know, some of those days too. But I mean, if you went out there, Drew was uh, Drew was pretty cooked, right? Well, you know, Drew, 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 <laughs> he indeed was. Drew checked, Drew checked out one of those games and and, and, and pretty came, close to blisters. Came back came back with some some obvious uh, some obvious sun uh, uh, some obvious uh, sun damage there on the uh, on, on the face. And no, I mean it's just I, I would think maybe some of the reason why uh, would would be uh, you, you could point to the climate as 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 possibly contributing to uh, seeing all these runs. Although twenty run, twenty one runs is a lot in a college World Series game, and some of that, you know, I'm not going to let A and M's pitching off the hook by saying all of this was the climate because they gave up eight runs early, and Oklahoma. I don't know how much of the uh, of the the first part of this game you got to see, Bill. Oklahoma, did not. Oklahoma did not. Oklahoma was smashing the ball. Well, was, I, mean, I mean, Oklahoma, here's the thing. I, I saw a number, I believe there were 28 home runs hit in the entire College World Series last year. Uh, there have already been four hit in this game. And including uh, A&M needed a, uh, there was, I think the three-run home run that put A&M on the board was uh, was in a pretty desperate spot where they, you know, they needed some offense in that moment or this game was going to get out of hand and they were able to cut it to just five. Uh, it does seem like uh, things are uh, are trending away from Texas A&M at the moment. Yeah, it's two down now in the ninth. Both strikeouts, uh, by the way, for the, uh, for, for the Oklahoma uh, pitching staff, so... This does seem like a game, you know, A&M now down to their final out uh, with, uh, with with a five-run deficit against Oklahoma in the bottom of the ninth <laughs> inning. But Oklahoma jumped out. They scored uh, one in the top of the first, seven in the top of the second inning, and uh, just, uh, I believe, just, uh, just, uh, just three of those seven runs were from the home run in, uh, in, in the seventh. Yeah, they led eight nothing and yep. twelve to one. At one point, yeah. There's been a, and there and there's been a there's been a grand slam from Oklahoma uh, that made it from uh, that took it from eight to twelve, and and A and M had the three run home run in this in the second inning uh, to finally get on the board. So you're seeing the long ball uh, early on, and A and M uh, could be uh, you know could, could be on the verge of uh, of elimination if they were to uh, if if they can't come back and, and win this game. They and you could see if A and M were to lose, then. Uh, if Notre Dame beats Texas, well, I mean, uh, we, we've talked about it. I mean, oh, it's yeah. not unlikely that you're going to get a Texas-Texas A&M matchup. Um, I mean, the thing is, either way, you're going to have a very intriguing matchup because if Texas wins, you're going to have an Oklahoma-Texas matchup. If Texas loses, you're going to have a Texas-Texas A&M matchup. Right. We knew when we saw the draw that no matter what happened, Texas was going to have a familiar opponent in the uh, in, in, in the uh, in, in their second game. I mean, Bill, a Texas Texas A and M game with the loser going home. Oh yeah, I mean, right. I mean, that's that's what we not not that I'm rooting against Texas. I mean, you know, whoever wins the Texas Notre Dame game, you know, I think that's going to be a great baseball game tonight and and a lot a lot of interest because of the way Notre Dame got in and the fact that Texas is the favorite of the field and the, they're the University of Texas. Uh, but if uh, Bill, if we can get a a Texas Texas A and M game, you know, lo- loser goes home, you know, in, in the losers bracket. I, I I mean, maybe they've got security. To to reinforce that, right? Like maybe they can bring in the, 
you know, the Nebraska National Guard or something to to to, to be there in Omaha to be ready for a, a Texas versus Texas A and M uh, loser goes home uh, sort of game. But no, I, I think that'd be a uh, yeah that that could be a great time as A and M now down to their final strike and a uh, uh, no he's able to That's foul fine. that foul that foul that one off out of play. Yeah, so they uh, they've, they've got another pitcher too. Again, Texas Notre Dame coming up at six o'clock, and then uh, tomorrow Arkansas Stanford in the opening game Auburn Ole Miss. And uh, if we get an opportunity, uh, we we um, may replay at some point this hour the uh, Riley Hubbard interview with Sonny Deshera, who was named a first team All American today by the uh, American uh, Baseball Coaches Association. So uh, congratulations to to uh, to Sonny and Blake Burkhalter, the Auburn closer, named second team. So the um, Sonny had been a second-team All-American by collegiate baseball, so he is uh, uh, he, he is a three-time All-American. Now is is Sonny Deshera and um, Blake Burkhalter an All-American as well. Thirty-three players now uh, from Auburn have been named All-Americans. Uh, Deshera has already been named SEC Co-Player of the Year, first-team All-Conference, semifinalist for the Golden Spikes. And semifinalist for the Dick Hauser Trophy. He leads SEC in batting average, on-base percentage, slugging percentage, and uh, is uh, leading the nation in on-base percentage. And 53 points. How about this? His on-base percentage is 53 points higher than any other SEC player over the last 10 years. Yeah, the um the, the Dick Hauser Trophy left uh, left Sonny. I mean, I'm not look. I'm not trying to settle scores or anything here. Sonny hasn't been uh, slighted by the postseason folks. He got the he's an All American. He's you know, co SEC Player of the Year. Uh, the Dick Hauser people left him off the, uh, the the finals list. They had four. Uh, they they had the winner uh, who was um Ivan Mil- Ivan Melendez uh, is the uh, is the power hitting uh, home run is the home run hitting first baseman for the Texas Longhorns. How about this one for Melendez? 32 home runs, uh, which is the most uh, in, uh, let, let's see here, the most in the, uh, the let's see, uh, the, 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 Chris Bryant had 31 in 2013. So I think it's... Yeah, I, I heard of him. Yeah, I, I believe it's the, uh, it's, it's the, yeah, the, tex, the, the career record for Texas and the most uh, by any, uh, by, by anyone in a single season in, in, in about a, about a decade. So... Well, yeah. Nice, nice season by him, but Sonny, uh, you know, probably just as, has had as an impressive a season as anyone else, uh, as far as the, the power hitters in college baseball. So great to see him represented on a lot of awards and, um, yeah, not, not surprising at all to see him named an All American. No, no, and very deserving. So, um, and you'll see, you'll see, was, well, it, was it, was it, was it, I'm trying to think of Brandon Larson, was that the LSU shortstop that hit 40? I think I think Brandon Larson hit 40 home runs. Let me let me check that one. Let's see. LSU 40 uh Brandon Larson. Yeah. Oh my. Um 1997. Yeah. LSU hit 188 wow. home runs Ooh. in 97. They had nine players with double digit homers and Brandon Larson led the way with uh with 40. 
Was Brandon Larson, uh, did, did he ever have much of a run in, in the majors? I don't, I don't he really got remember. a couple of shots. Could, uh, couldn't never, really put never, it together. Never, like. never really uh, was able to uh, be consistent enough in the majors. Sure, but a, a dominant college baseball player who had some... Uh, uh, some minor, uh, yeah, I mean, but minor league success as well. Those numbers were wild back then, but um, but again, like we said, we're seeing a lot more offense here down the stretch in college baseball this year. So, looking back at the Auburn Ole Miss series earlier this season, uh, which was the uh, middle of March, uh, Auburn played Ole Miss on the seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth of uh, of March earlier this year at Plainsman Park, and. Uh, it was uh, it was Mason who started the Friday game. That was the one where things sort of got away from Auburn after a couple of uh, of couple of errors because that was the game where it was five four uh, Ole Miss in the uh, in the third inning, and then by the end of the sixth or no by by the time Auburn was batting in the sixth inning it was thirteen to four. Yeah. So there were yeah a couple of and and a lot of that was off of um uh either. Uh, there was, I think there was an error by the pitcher. Maybe Joseph Gonzalez came in off the. Uh, no, it wasn't Joseph. Or no, Joseph it wasn't. It wasn't, no, it wasn't Joseph. You're right. It was. He it didn't was, pitch. It was an error by. Uh, no, it was, it was Gonzalez was the was on Ole Miss at that point. There's a different a, a different Gonzalez who also homered, and they have a Jay Gonzalez uh, in the Ole Miss lineup who homered, which uh, which, which mixes up the, uh, the 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 box there. But no, it was just Auburn. Uh, yeah, that was that was a game where you worried that the way it got away from Auburn uh, might impact them. In subsequent games in the series, because that's well, a tough Auburn way to turned around and blew them out, destroyed on, them on, on Saturday in, in one, game two. One of Auburn's better games in conference play uh, was the nineteen to five victory over Ole Miss when Ole Miss was still at that point the number one team right. in the nation and was uh, was fourteen fourteen and three on the year. In that game, uh, you had a sack fly from Sonny, a uh, an RBI double from Bryson Ware, uh, Moore, Rambush. Uh, Sonny Deshera hit his first uh, home run in conference play uh, in the uh, in the, in the fourth inning of that game. Rambush really played well. Uh, several uh, several at bats uh, where where Rambush was able to get runners across. Did he finish with? Let me see. Blake finished that game four of six with four RBIs. Four and, for six. And you know, and, and he here's a guy. He went hitless in Corvallis. Yep. Auburn's second best hitter went hitless in Corvallis. So, you know, if Auburn can get him going. Uh, that 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 would be huge. Yeah, Mike Bellow and uh, and Blake Rambush both played really well in the in the game where Auburn had 19 runs in, in the 19 run game mm-hmm. against Ole Miss. So maybe uh, they can recapture some of what worked for them uh, back in uh, back in March against a familiar opponent tomorrow night. Yeah, hopefully so. Again, Joseph Gonzalez will get the start. Uh, Delucia, who was the the closer, I believe, for Ole Miss at that time of the year, uh, is the starter for the Rebels. So, um, so, so that is the matchup for tomorrow night in the final game uh, of the opening round of college world of the college world series. We'd love for you to join in. What are your thoughts? You know, what do you what do you think um, about the college world series? Anything you want to talk about sports wise? As we mentioned with baseball, you know, it had to come to an end sometime. Although, as you said earlier, it didn't seem likely. That the uh, the Braves, it, it looked like, man, the Braves on a 14-game winning streak, uh, you would expect that to continue as they took on the Chicago Cubs, who had lost 10 straight games, but former Auburn ace Keegan Thompson uh, shut the Braves down. Charlie Morton pitched a great game for the, um, for the Braves, 
But uh, the, the Cubs able to push a run across against A.J. Minter, who has been outstanding for the Braves, setting up uh, Kenley Jansen. But uh, the, the Cubs with a run in the eighth, and that's all that they needed as former Alabama closer David Robertson comes in, gets the save. Shame that um, Keegan didn't get the win. He lasted six innings, allowed just two hits, and struck out nine against the Braves. I know, I know this time of year, you know, I look at teams that are like several, you know, if you're probably more than, more than 10, more than 12 games under 500. You know, I, I say, you know, if you're, you're still way out of first place end of the month, you maybe need to start looking at who's a long-term part of your organization and who's not a long-term part of your organization and make those sorts of decisions. Go ahead and, go ahead and be thinking about making moves before the deadline. I mean, um, when I look at the Cubs, team, teams are, you know, teams that are in contention are looking for pieces to help them. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the Cubs, they're going to trade, they're going to trade Wilson Contreras. There's no question about that. They're going to trade some pitchers. Somebody would want David Robertson. Oh, you're I mean, not kidding. Some, David some. Robertson is a guy who has come back and shown he he still has good enough stuff. Whether a team wants to use him as a closer or a setup guy, that always feels like the easiest yep. one to me. When you're a team that is, uh, if, if you're if you're a couple seasons away and you're starting a rebuild or you're starting something of a youth movement, uh, if you've got a veteran reliever that somebody would help. Uh, that would help somebody right now, and you can get value for him. Whatever David Robertson is going to provide to the Chicago Cubs for the rest of this season, you could probably, you know, the, the value he could provide on the trade market to a team that wants him, you know, if, if there was, if there were, or multiple mm-hmm. contenders wanted him, uh, the value he, you know, you could probably get back long term could help speed up that rebuild. And I, I think that would be maybe a player a Chicago looks at. What, what, what about, I mean, Hayward's not. He he is a great uh, he would he's a great guy to add to the clubhouse. I mean, everybody loves Jason Hayward as a person, as a leader. He just doesn't produce an awful lot anymore. Do you, so, do you take some of the do you, do you have to eat a lot of the contract money to trade Jason Hayward away? Yes, and if you I do that, so. if you do that and you find a taker in your rebuilding, is that right. probably a good idea with a guy who's Yeah, Jason Hayward may be somebody it's like where where um, when you're dealing Contreras or something, you say you've got to take Hayward in yeah, part of his contract. We've talked about well. that, you know, sort of the unpleasant. Uh-huh. Sort of, I mean, because Hayward's, Hayward's $22 million next year is fully guaranteed right. as well. And this is a guy who's going to turn 33 uh, later this summer. Uh, so maybe, uh, for you know, that, that, that isn't really palatable for a team trying to rebuild that would like to give his at-bats somewhere else. And, yeah, maybe a Contreras or a Robertson deal. Uh, you know, you, you strong arm teams into taking, especially Contreras. You, you strong arm, t- uh, strong arm a team into taking Jason Hayward's contract too. You would think that somebody would be interested in Kyle Hendricks. Uh, I don't know about his salary though. He pitched pretty well his last time out. It's been a rough year plus for the um, for the former National League ERA champ. Uh, but he pitched really well his last time out. You would think somebody, just a veteran guy. That could be an innings eater would be uh, would be interesting well, just, too. Just checking the standings in the National League as far as the teams that should probably start making calls and saying, "Hey, we're open for business. What do you want?" The from Nats, us? the Reds, the Cubs. I mean, you're twelve the Pirates. You're twelve back if you're Miami. 
You're not you're not out of the wild yeah, card I, race. I think I don't think Miami is in sell mode. You're yet. not out of the wild card no, race. No. Twenty eight and thirty three. You're probably on the verge of the wild card. I mean, my Chicago's only a half a game further back than Miami in the division race, but Miami feels more alive yes. in the in the wild card race right. maybe than the uh, Cubs. Maybe, because they're in a much better division. Yeah, Miami and, is and, than, than the Cubs are. Yeah, it's also because the Marlins aren't behind the Pirates yeah. right now in the uh, in, in the standings. No, I would say the the Nationals. I mean, some combination of Pittsburgh, Chicago, and Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, Arizona. Colorado's worse than Arizona. I mean, Colorado's 13 and a half yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I wonder right. if there's, you know, a couple of teams in the West that would say, you know, we've got pieces that a contender could want. Yeah. And, I mean, Arizona, especially, you know, the, some of the veterans. I mean, you, that, you, look, you, look at the vet, you look at veterans on any of those teams. Any of those teams. And, uh, if you know, if they can find... Some young, some some young talent to help replenish. You're not going to get guys that are their top prospect generally, but uh, you might get you might get a player or two that could, um, you know, could help you in a year or two. What do you think about Arizona? I mean, Peralta is is an oh, outfielder yeah. that would that would provide bats for a contender. Mad bum, Kelly. I mean, as well, thirty-three-year-old Malcolm Kelly, who's having a great, you know, great start to his oh, season. Merrill Kelly, uh, Merrill Kelly, not Malcolm Kelly. Merrill. Because right, I was, I was thinking Carson Kelly probably too, the catcher would probably be interesting because they've got Dalton Varsho who who can go behind the plate. You're right. They've got a couple of Kellys that somebody yeah. might want if they were trying to win right now. Malcolm is uh, is the or Merrill is the uh, Merrill is the is the pitcher who spent a, a spell in Japan and has played really really well mm-hmm. uh, to start this year uh, on top of Madison Bumgarner and relievers. Ian Kennedy and uh, oh, absolutely, Melanson and Ian Kennedy. Ken- Ian Kennedy and Mark Melanson. I mean, you'd think there'd be ample room to get a uh, to get a rebuild going mm-hmm. in Arizona if that's what they uh, if that's what they want to do. I have to imagine uh, 120 degrees in Phoenix. Some of those guys would be willing to take a trade. Uh, just yeah, you're, you you're, know. I mean, you're uh, and, and and maybe to be on a team that's got a chance to play in the postseason. Absolutely, and and there and there's because doesn't look like that team does. And there'd be a market for you know virtually everyone mm-hmm. we just named from teams that want. And how about this? Any of those guys address a need for the Atlanta Braves? Think about any of those. Like, what would the Braves? If the Braves said we're going into the trade market, what do you think they would be looking to maybe. add? Outfield bats, guys. Yeah, outfield, outfield bat. bat. Although Ben Michael Harris sure looks like he's answered that. Yeah, he does seem like he's sticking around. Although another outfield bat's not a bad. One idea more either. sure wouldn't be bad. I mean, Duvall is starting to hit, but I mean, with Acuna and Harris, I mean, yeah, they, they could use lo- another. I mean, Ozuna gives them a good DH. Does the Aussie injury put them in the market for someone to play that position? Maybe, maybe. I mean, right now we'll see how Orlando Arcia, uh, who has really gotten off to a hot start, uh, but if, if they can get a veteran guy in there, I mean, Aussie should be back sometime before September is what it looks like. But if they can get a veteran guy in there, um, that that probably would. Now here's be bad. the thing: Kettle Marte's 28, and he's under contract uh, for he, a couple of years. The, the Diamondbacks better not trade him. If they do, they better get a lot back. Oh, yes. Now, if a contender wanted Kettle Marte, and the you know the Diamondbacks that wanted, would that would be yes yeah, something that that they should they should. Because ask a ransom for. But here's the thing: is I mean, is Kettle Marte going to be good the next time the Diamondbacks are good? Like that's the that's the thing they have to worry about, right? right? I mean, they they got this great deal on Kettle Marte. Maybe they use that. You know, they 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 hold some teams hostage and make them take some of those unpalatable contracts or something. But as soon as I thought Ozzy Albies, I mean, there's uh there's there's something there maybe with some uh, uh there there could be an infielder uh, somewhere. Uh, that if the Braves wanted to uh, to, to look around, they, they could find some uh, they they could find somebody willing to uh, to take on 
Trying to think. Ah, the Cubs have got some infielders. The Pirates have got some infield. I mean, they're 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 Miami. few. Yeah, Miami's got a couple. Miami's got a couple veterans. Yeah, like, they'd be willing to if they started. To, oh, if they, absolutely. If Miami started absolutely. to sell, Miguel Rojas and uh, John Birdie are a couple of guys that if if they decide to sell, they and, could get something. And if, if Joey Wendell uh, was healthy and, and, and able to contribute as well, I mean, those those any you know what any one of those guys would probably be a welcome addition to the Atlanta Braves lineup in the aftermath of Anazi Albi's injury. Right there, and, we are. Uh, we're we're six weeks out from from the trading deadline, but I mean, it's fun. It's fun well, to look at. I, well, no, but that's and that's the thing. I, that I think it, this is a good time. Like I said, I think it's a good time to go ahead and be thinking about adding a piece and waiting until the. Uh, the price goes up even more the closer you get to the deadline. Let's get to our first break of hour number two. Love for you to join in. Anything on your mind, sports-wise, here on the Friday Drive. Now, more of The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 106.7 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday afternoon. Bill and Dan, Drew at the controls, and to the Kia of Auburn hotline we go. And Mitch is up. Hey, Mitch. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, Dan, I was in your, your old stomping grounds uh, this afternoon. I was going to treat myself and go to Danny's Fried Chicken. It was Friday, but the line was too long, so I went over to uh, Taco Town right next to your old high school. Taco Town, which which opened while I was in high school, and and used to have a uh, used to have a day. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Tuesday, just because it's a taco place, and it seems like it's always Tuesday uh, where where they had extremely extremely cheap tacos uh, on a uh, you know for for a uh, they had a, an hourly window or something where you could get uh, tacos really cheap. But no, you know what? We were just saying yesterday, Mitch. You got to be careful. Recommending a local restaurant you haven't been at for you yep. haven't been to for a couple of years. There's no telling what survived and what didn't over the uh, over the times that we live in, and so it's it's very it's great to hear Danny's Fried Chicken is thriving because that place is one of a kind. And uh, if you've ever, it's worth going the long way to the Mid Bay Bridge. It's worth taking the long way through through Baker and Crestview and Niceville to the mid bay bridge instead of going the the interstate way because uh yeah i, I i'm uh i'm i'm gonna an advocate for for danny's fried chicken for life right right well and, and uh there was a uh, picture of me there was a picture of me from my 1992 little league team oh, hanging yeah? up hanging up at danny's oh, fried chicken man. well that, last, that's a reason to go i'll see i'll then. see if they still have i'll see if they still have the the, the picture of the uh of, of the uh, the 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 league's uh, runner up. We were one of many runners up. Uh, that, <laughs> one of many runners up that year for the uh, for the league championship. And uh, and yeah, they're, they're, maybe they haven't replaced that. Although it's been a long time. So yeah, I'd if, say thirty years later, the second place. I mean, unless it was a really memorable second second place team. I mean, there's just not that much space on the wall, right? I feel like right. they probably kept sponsoring little league teams, and there wasn't all that much special about ours. But uh, but but yeah, maybe we're uh, we're still on that. Uh, we're still part of that group. Yeah, but well, uh, Taco Town uh, Monday is uh, is seventy cent tacos now, and then all during the week you can get two regular hard shell tacos for 
dollar and fifty nine now. That's what I got today. No, I just needed a little something. Not bad. That's not right. Bad no, the, at all. no, the Monday, the Monday deal. That's that's right. I, I didn't think it was Tuesday, but I couldn't remember what day it was. But yeah, the the Monday deal at Taco Town, second to none. Mitch, Mitch, you you want you want to hang on, or did you just call to talk about Danny's fried chicken in Taco Town? No, no, I wanted to talk about a little bit of baseball. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah, we, we've got we've got that hard. We've got the hard break coming up. Hang on, though. We'll be right back with you. Stick with us here on the Friday Drive. Back to The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final 25 minutes here on this Friday afternoon. We had uh, Mitch on with us when we ran out of time. Hey, Mitch. Hey, guys. Um, what I wanted to ask about, you guys were talking about that LSU team in 97, the guy that had like 40 home runs. Um, during some rain delays this year, you know, listening to Auburn on the radio, they replayed that Rice game. Who was the guy from Rice that had like 43 homers and 140-something RBIs that year? What year was it? It was 97, I believe. It's a, it's a familiar name. He was in the major. Lance Berkman? Yes. yes. I was going to say, I remember Lance yeah. Berkman won one of those, either the Golden Spikes, the Hauser, whatever. Um, they ran, I, I think, when... When I was at the yeah maybe it was during the rain delay because I was at the I was at the game uh, Mitch at the Auburn UCLA game when they were running they ran some Berkman like some some highlights where Auburn Auburn played against Berkman on the on the PA system uh, that, that people could listen to I'm trying to remember the other guy there there were because Tim Hudson uh, Lance Berkman the the three big award winners that year were were all pretty big names in baseball right. But yeah, it was it was Lance. He was uh, yeah. He what it would JD, would JD right? Drew have been in that ballpark or is that a little early? He was, a, a little... he was. I thought he was a little before that, but I'm. Um, it may have been. Well, did I mean did Rice play like eighty games that year? I mean, forty three no. home runs. No, no, they, they RBI? No, no, they played. Everybody uh, plays fifty six plus the postseason. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Well then, God. Uh, I mean, I hadn't gone back and look at his stats, but that's just incredible. I mean, that sounded like you know, that that's I mean, that's uh, that's great for 162 games in the major league. Yeah, well, that's why I was well, talking about Brandon Larson hit 40 yeah. uh, as a shortstop yeah. at LSU. I mean, it's just unbelievable. JD Drew won the 97 Hauser. Okay, so so JD Drew, Lance Berkman, and Tim Hudson each won major honors. That year, a yeah, guy hit forty three home runs and didn't win the Dick Hauser Award yeah. because because there was a guy who went thirty thirty 
at Florida State. The and old- then there was then there was Tim Hudson, who was great both offensively and pitching. Right, right. Now, did did, did LSU win the title that year in '97? I thought they did. I know that. Uh, I mean, that was. Um, I'm I'm thinking they did because I I, I remember. Um, uh, I, I remember. See, I remember Larson in the postseason. Okay. Well, now, now Auburn didn't do too well in that yes, college. Yes, they, we, yes, we, they we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, now, um, let's see. I've seen ninety-seven and, and nineteen, and I guess well now this year. But our our record win-wise in the College World Series isn't too good, is it? No, no, it's not. Okay. Auburn's only <laughs> Auburn's only won a couple of te- a couple of games. In the College World Series. Okay, okay, okay. That's that's what I thought. But you got to get there. You got to get there first, Mitch. I mean, so you know, it, oh, I know. There's worse problems yeah, to have. I, <laughs> I know. I just like to see us win a couple games because I remember back in the uh, maybe in the '80s and in the '90s seeing Alabama getting there and, and you know winning some games. And I think they even played Texas for the championship and lost. But it'd be nice to see Auburn win a couple of games for a change because they don't seem once they get there they don't seem to win anything. So. Well, get, win the first one, and you're in and you're in so much better shape. There's so much pressure if you lose that first one. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, guys, y'all have a great weekend. War Eagle, we'll talk to you. Soon. Appreciate it, Mitch. Yep, looking forward to it. Auburn, Ole Miss, six o'clock tomorrow night. And in case you didn't hear it, we ran it early in hour number one. Um, our Riley Hubbard had a chance to sit down and uh, spend a little time with. First team All-American by the College Baseball Coaches Association uh, today. Auburn slugging first baseman Sonny DeShera. Tiger Takes brought to you by Auburn University Credit Union. Finance with family. Visit AUCU.com. Welcome back in with Friday edition of The Drive, a very special Friday edition of Tiger Takes presented by Auburn University Credit Union. Normally this is a Wednesday thing. But so we move it to Friday with the game being tomorrow with Auburn first baseman Sonny DeShera. Sonny, how are you doing now that you're in the, the baseball capital of the world? I'm good, man. This place is crazy. It's everything <laughs> you dream of. Absolutely. Before we get to, to your experience Omaha, we definitely will want to get to that. Earlier today it was announced that you were um, named first team on Perfect Game and ABCA it's our All-American list. Uh, just talk about that honor and what that means to you. Uh, I mean, it's, it's cool. Um, it's not something I'm really focused on this week. You know, this week we're in sure. Omaha, and so, I mean, it's cool accolades and all that, but we've got to win some games this week. It's a good answer. You have other things on your mind. Yeah, that's right. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're just we're focused up here. Well, I will take you back to, to last weekend. Obviously, you had two pivotal home runs uh, in the series against uh, Oregon State, which ultimately punched Auburn's ticket to um, the College World Series. So just talk about um, your, your play last weekend. Yeah, I mean, Oregon State was a good team. Uh, it wasn't. It was not an easy three games by any means. Uh, we just, you know, we had some good at bats here and there, and we we had more timely hitting than they did, and so that just kind of put us over the edge. Gotcha. I mean, did you notice a difference playing Oregon State just because they were more of a West Coast team as opposed to the SEC teams that you were used to playing? Uh, really, the the weather was the only thing that was different up there, mm-hmm. and their fans. I mean, their fans were really. They got after us. It was awesome. Yeah, that was kind of my next question was just talk about your experience in Corvallis and kind of your experience at that stadium. Obviously, that program uh, prides itself on baseball. They have a lot of support. Uh, just talk about the atmosphere. Yeah, man, the atmosphere was like SEC on a Friday night, and uh, it was 
I mean, it was electric. It was everything, you know, you could ask for playing a Super Regional. Yeah. Well, the atmosphere did die down uh, at the end of that third game, uh, especially when, when Blake Burkhalter took the mound. I think probably took the mound a little bit earlier than expected. Came in and got the final uh, eight outs. Um, if I'm not mistaken, of that game, he really came in came in clutch to close it and then spike the glove. Talk about talk about his play not only last weekend but really all season for you guys. Yeah, man, Blake has been that guy coming into the game and he's been our closer. He's been uh, he's been everything you could ask for in a closer. And so you know, whenever we see him getting hot in the pen and coming out, it's just kind of we just have so much confidence in him and he's got confidence in himself. Yeah, you kind of have confidence that he's able to to kind of calm the nerves and um, and finish the game up for you guys. He pretty calm on the mound. Yeah, he's he's calm, cool, and collective. <laughs> well, closing out that four to three win uh, was it was no easy chore at that, but he 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 definitely did that. After that, you guys got to celebrate for a while on the field. A lot of photos, videos of you guys dogpiling and celebrating. Talk about just the the experience and and being able to do that with your teammates and what that meant. Yeah, I think that I've been a part of. Uh, I think that was my fourth dogpiling, so that was yeah in college. So. I mean, that's, that was a special one, man. Just a special one to get, because we knew what was going on in the mm-hmm. game and kind of let our, all of our emotions go out. And as soon as we got that final out, it just, it was awesome. How early in the game were you thinking about it? Uh, when the last out was made. <laughs> we weren't thinking about it before, before at all. No, no preparations. No, no preparations for that. So that's, that's all emotion. And you, you guys got to hold up the, the giant ticket that was punched and everything. I mean, just, just a really cool experience for yeah. not only you, you and the other players, but really everybody on the team and the coaching staff as well. Yeah, absolutely, man. A question that I've gotten a lot uh, after that happened was that, um, Coach Thompson was wearing a, a uniform that said Bears on the front. Will you please explain to our listeners what that is and, and, and why he was wearing that. With the bad news bears, that's, that's the only thing I can say about it. Everything else is a secret. Yeah, it's everything else is a secret. Okay, bad news. You guys are bad news coming to town. Exactly. That's exactly right. Well, that bad news did arrive in Omaha, Nebraska. That's where we are um, right now. And as I mentioned at the Open, uh, Auburn will take on Ole Miss um, tomorrow night at 6 p.m. So just talk about the, the experience in Omaha. I mean, like I said, you, you're in the college baseball capital of the world. Every college baseball player dreams of the opportunity to come and play here. Just talk about the experience so far and what you guys have done. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, this is just, I mean, day one when you show up here, you just kind of look around and it's a different different breed. And uh, we just, you know, last night we had little ceremonies and the parades and that practice on the field, and it's definitely living up to its expectations. So when you walked out on the field for for BP, I mean, did it, did it meet all of your expectations? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a beautiful place. Absolutely. Um, so you guys have kind of gotten to enjoy some, some team activities, but everything will ramp up tomorrow uh, taking on Ole Miss. You guys played Ole Miss earlier in the season. So um, just talk about your, your thoughts on, the, on their ball club. Obviously, their winners are five straight, um, and they have gotten hot just like you guys have. So it sh- should be a good matchup and an SEC matchup. So talk about you know preparing for them. Do you prepare for them any differently because you played them before? Uh, I don't think I think you just kind of have a, a little edge on each other just mm-hmm. from playing each other before. But I don't think you prepare differently. Uh, when we played them first week in SEC, and that was when people were still trying to figure out who they were. Sure. And so I mean, it's just going to be a good game tomorrow night. Yeah, and I think I think as you mentioned, Auburn was a little bit of a different team, and Ole Miss certainly was a different team um, with a, almost a totally different rotation as well. So I guess that plays a factor. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're a completely different team. Um, Speaking of the SEC, something that's really cool is the fact that out of the eight teams in Omaha, 
four of those teams are not only from the SEC, but they're actually from the SEC West. So what does that say about just the prestige of the conference uh, and just how difficult it is playing week in and week out of the SEC? Man, it just shows you that, you know, this SEC is a gauntlet, especially the West. And, uh, I mean, it's no easy task winning and getting to this point in the season. And to have four teams do that from the same side of the conference is just it tells you how, how deep and how talented they are. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, um, this is the, the final edition of, of Tiger Takes, obviously, because we've reached the end of the line um, with, with the championship coming. Uh, I believe, I guess that championship series will begin early next week um, should, should the Tigers make it. So uh, I think the last question is, af- you're really not focused on things that are happening after baseball, but have you, have you thought about um, any of your plans after this season, or is it just kind of a wait and see? Just wait and see. And we uh, focus on this week at first. So after this week, you know, after the, hopefully we win the national championship, we can see what's going to go on. True. Sure. I mean, has it, has it hit you that the Auburn Tigers are competing for a national championship? No, not yet. I think it'll hit me when we uh, get that first pitch rolling tomorrow night. Well, Sonny, I mean, congratulations. The sixth time in, uh, in school history that the Tigers have made it to the, the to Omaha. Uh, it's, it's a heck of an achievement. And for Drew Forehand, Bill Cameron, Dan Peck, and everybody back in the studio, I just want to say thank you for, for taking time week in and week out uh, with us and just kind of give us some insight into your game and what's going on with, with the Tigers. Yeah, no doubt, man. Thank you all for having me on this year. Absolutely. Well, War Eagle and good luck. Go take home a, uh, bring home a national championship for us, Sonny. Yeah, let's do it. All right, that is Auburn first baseman Sonny Deshera. As we mentioned, the first game between the Auburn Tigers and the Ole Miss Rebels will be Saturday night. First pitch at 6 p.m. Central Time. Auburn is on the right side of the bracket with Arkansas and Stanford. So, depending on how things play out, uh, one of those four teams will go on to the national championship uh, with whoever's on the left side of the bracket, which is Texas A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, etc. So, for Sonny Deshera, I'm Riley Hubbard. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's edition of Tiger Takes, a very special edition, Omaha edition of Tiger Takes. We will be back in studio with Bill and Dan when we come back. You're listening to The Drive on Auburn Apollica Sports Leader, ESPN 106.7. You're live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 106.7 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final segment here on this Friday. I uh, hope everybody, you know, uh, has has uh, a good weekend. Be careful. It's going to be really, really hot all weekend. Um, but, you know, not bad. Not bad if you, uh, you know, obviously, if you're not going to Omaha, be able to uh, to check out the ball games this weekend. Auburn Ole Miss, you know, an Ole Miss team that, um, was good enough to be the number one team in the country. They have uh, the, the, they have some very impressive offensive numbers, but their pitching has really improved down the stretch. So uh, um, and and so has Auburn. So I mean, both these teams. It's it's not at all what we thought. Um, you know when 
when uh, the, the teams met early this season and it was three slugfests. Three, actually, three blowouts is what it really was. So, uh, so looking, looking forward to that one coming up. We've got uh, game two on tap. Oklahoma knocked off Texas A&M 13-8 in the first game today. Auburn with uh, uh, some more. It's, it's another, uh, I believe they have a couple more official visits in football this weekend. So, uh, so we'll see as, as we head toward the end of the month. Uh, Auburn continues to bring quite a few prospects to campus. 334-321-1390. Let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Tommy is up next. Hey, Tommy. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Hey, uh, I was a little surprised that the baseball team came all the way back to Auburn and didn't go straight from Oregon to Omaha. Uh, do you know why they did that? I mean, they weren't in Auburn 24 hours. No, no. They came back, uh, got in around, uh, got in after 10 o'clock. Um, I imagine the guys maybe weren't sort packed. Of change of clothes. Yeah, they probably, yeah. Weren't, they probably weren't packed for Omaha when they left for for Corvallis. So they wanted to come home and and you know be able to to sw- you know switch out some clothes. Maybe you know uh, to get get whatever affairs would, would need to be in order. And because uh, no, I mean, you're right, it, it is it is out of the way. And they my, my my understanding was they got into Auburn late Tuesday night and left around lunchtime Wednesday. Uh, to uh, to fly to uh, to Omaha, but but I'm sure there were th- there were some things out of convenience uh, where, where the players appreciated being able to uh, to to get home that even, and even for a brief see you know see and get family. the uniforms yeah. all washed and, yeah. and get everything there. But I mean, um, yeah, it 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 seems a little odd, but I mean you, um, it's also a little diff. Uh, it's more difficult if you already had plans. You you know you had plans to return to auburn to change that to go to omaha you may have had you know there may have been a couple of things that some of them needed to do uh before they headed back out to omaha yeah it just seemed like it'd been less expense and less ta- taxing to just have the one flight anyway just curious about that also um phil mickelson you say didn't make the cut today did not make the but, cut no no i mean but man, i thought i, I thought I thought his card got pulled. So how is he playing in the U.S. Open? So there, his PGA card got pulled. There are three majors that are don't don't go by PGA membership mm-hmm. to decide the, their, oh, okay. their field, and okay. so there are a lot of the golfers that are in the uh, the fifty four tour. Uh, they're they're playing this weekend in uh, in in the uh, the U.S. Open. I believe the British Open and the Masters uh, will also accept players. Uh, from the Saudi Arabian tour who qualify. Uh, so like Sergio and Justin Thomas and Patrick Reed, like a lot of those guys who are no longer part of the PGA tour are in the field, uh, this weekend and can be in the field in two other, uh, two other, uh, uh majors. Okay. That's, that clears up. Uh, finally, uh, the football performance center is going to be open this fall. Will it be used by the football team this fall? That is the plan. Um, when, when it opens, they're, they're, they're uh, Definitely planning on uh, taking advantage of it and using it as soon as they can. Some ambitious openings planned for Auburn University between now and the You're start right. of the fall semester because you've got if you if you've been near campus and you've seen the uh, uh, the the center that's being built on South College next to the uh, next to the hotel is that the. Is it the is it the culinary the, the, the culinary, culinary. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Cul- the culinary institute the culinary institute's planning on opening before the fall semester and I believe the football center will also be uh, will be operational uh, before the uh, before the fall semester uh, begins as well and that's 
60 days, a uh, little more than 60 days before Auburn's uh, in, you know, before, before yeah, it's right at it. Yeah, right before at four students it. are in, four students mm-hmm. are in for for the fall semester and and taking classes. Well, what are the plans for the old where the old uh, football? I, I, I believe I believe other sports that have been in the Coliseum are going to be able to move over. Okay. Have a great weekend. Happy Father's Day. Hey, appreciate the call. Yeah, thank you, Tommy. Absolutely, Absolutely. right. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. So yes, uh, definitely don't don't forget. With everything else going on in the uh, in in the world of uh, of sports and Auburn sports, yeah, we did, didn't mention it this weekend, but a happy Father's Day to uh, to everybody out there. I uh, hope you go, uh, get to enjoy it and uh, and and yeah, by by all means, uh, rem- remember it and and take some uh, take some time if you, uh, if you if you get the opportunity. Uh, one more time, Auburn and Ole Miss. When when we come on Monday, I mean, uh, hopefully Auburn is is uh, getting ready to play, not playing. Because if they're playing, that means they lose. They lost because they would play the one o'clock game on Monday. If Auburn loses, if they win, they play at six o'clock. Uh, a couple of names to keep an eye on. Obviously, Dylan Delucia, the uh, the starter for uh, Ole Miss, uh, had been their closer. He's six and two with a four thirty five. Tim Elko is the the uh, the stud there of um, Ole Miss. He also has twenty two homers, seventy one RBIs on the season, and uh, Jacob. Gonzalez is uh that's the guy. Yeah, 17 bombs himself. They have uh, 1 2 3 4 5 players with uh, double double digit homers. So they swing it as well. It should be a really interesting ball game tomorrow night. Again, we're back with you on uh, Monday afternoon. Brian Matthews should be should be with us depending I guess on what's going on with with baseball. Could be. Now there could be baseball being played during the show Monday, oh, right? Yeah, Isn't yeah. That a possibility you, you, of the, the losers of tomorrow's games will play at one o'clock. Right. So we So that, that probably will be winding down when we come on the air Monday. We'll, we'll, we'll have a lot to talk about, I suspect. Enjoy the, uh, enjoy the Father's Day weekend. And, uh, yeah, enjoy, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the game Saturday night. Hopefully it feels like one of those moments where the whole Auburn, like the Auburn Universe is going to be watching the same thing all, uh, all at once. You're can't, right. can't, can't wait for a College World Series game on Saturday night. Yep. Have a great weekend, everybody. We are out of here.